Um, no, I think obviously the first season was um, in the championship. You know, having left in on such good terms uh, with with the fan base and, and uh, obviously Stuart and and the club in general. Um, you know, now it's obviously great to be able to to come up against them in the Premier League. Obviously, um, they're not doing as well as anyone would like, really. Um, you know, it's been a. I don't think it's been a disappointing season. I think you know they played well. Uh, certainly, so recently they've been playing well as well, and just probably haven't quite had the rub of the green. So it's um it's a game that we know is going to be very tough, um, and that we're going to have to be a hundred percent. Absolutely. No, obviously you faced Norwich on a, a few occasions, so this isn't the first time you've you faced them, and it certainly wasn't when you went back to Carrow Road earlier on in the season. But what was it like returning there, even though you didn't play in a Premier League game? Yeah, no, it's great, and it's obviously for me having spent the majority of my time at Norwich in the Premier League. Um, you know, it's somewhere that where I think they're obviously aspiring to get to. They're obviously well ahead of schedule in terms of the, the five-year plan that Stuart put together when he first joined. Um, I think they're three years ahead of that. So, you know, the main aim now is for them to fight until the end, try and get the points that they need. Um, you know, it's going to be a very difficult task. But obviously, like I said, the way they've, they're playing and the quality they've got within their squad, they, they're more than capable to do it. Yeah, you, you touched upon it there. Has, has there been, a, from your perspective, a, almost a tinge of regret looking at what Norwich have done? Or, or is it just a case of two completely different entities going in two different directions? Yeah, I think obviously, um, like I said, I think they're, they're three years ahead of schedule when they got promoted this year. Um, the the main aim now, if, if they do go down, is that it doesn't set them back another three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the foundations are in place and the infrastructure they have, obviously with the stadium, um, with the development plans that they can they can utilise at any point. Obviously, the the improvements they've made to the training facility, um, I think everything there is is set for a Premier League club and, and to attract players. So now it's about, like I said, making sure that if the worst does happen and they do go down, that they still have the, the solid foundations to be able to bounce back up. You, you've obviously been involved in, in promotions before with Norwich. What, what is that? What is that jump like from Championship to Premier League? How difficult is it? How big is it? Um, I think it's massive, but I think it's also dependent on how you approach it. I mean, obviously, having seen it from two different perspectives now with Norwich and, and at Wolves, um, you know, there were very different approaches to the Premier League. We we were able to invest money in the playing squad um, and, and bring in a type of player that probably wasn't available to all clubs, especially in the Championship. So we had an advantage in that sense. Um, and with Norwich, you've obviously seen it with the young players that they've developed and they're bringing into the first team now, um, who will then go on to finance the club for the for the next few years. They've done that with, with Madders, with the Murphy Twins, um, and now obviously with, with Todd and Ben Godfrey, Max Ahrens and, and players of that ilk, that they look to be the next wave of, of players that they can they can sell on for a very big profit. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and those young players that you mentioned there, a few of them would have been at the, at the club when you were there. Uh, did you see almost the, the quality that they had? Did you think that they could reach the level that they have done? Yeah, look, I think it was it was quite clear to us. We didn't... I think Ben Godfrey and, and Jamal Lewis were the two that were with us more than the others. Um, Max was still... I think he was still only first-year scholar when he first came in. So he was very young, I think still 16. <clears throat> um, and Todd was was in and out of, of training sessions with us, but you could see the quality he had as well. The, the difficulty for 
for Todd at the time was the players that were already there. You know, we still had Wes, um, we had Alex Pritchard, James Madison coming through as well. So, you know, it seemed at that time that his pathway may have been blocked. But I think with things falling into place, obviously Alex and, and James leaving, it's opened up a gap for him and he's he's obviously grabbed the opportunity um, extremely well and, and has performed very well this season. I'm just thinking in, in terms of what you said earlier about uh, Stuart and, and, and perhaps your departure specifically, but did he almost predict this this route that Norwich City were going to take in terms of how they were going to invest in younger players and perhaps players from abroad and cut the playing budget to, to actually almost progress the club forward? Is, is that something you saw coming? No, I think I think in terms of my release, I think that was, that was already set out before Stuart arrived. I think... Um, I think there was a plan in place and a, a, like you said, a route that they wanted to take. And I think Angus had been lined up long before um, I was told I was getting released. So, you know, in terms of the players that were released at the same time as me, yes, it was an easy decision because, like you said, the wage budget factor of that was taken into account. But, you know, let's not pretend that I was released because it's a financial decision you know I was released because they wanted to go a different way they saw Angus as that different way um, and when I did leave there were still players earning more money than I earned uh, as at the time I was released Is, is that a disappointing aspect for you then because if you, if you know sort of with, with hindsight that they were looking at other options is, is there a bit of you that feels like that's a bit disrespectful? Um, I, look, I think it's football I think um uh, if I've learned anything in the last four years since leaving Norwich, that it's how much of a business football is, um, both from a club's point of view and a player's point of view. You know, you've got to look after yourself and, and do what you can for yourself and your family. And Norwich and and any other club look after themselves and look and do what they can. You know, if they can go and get a goalkeeper like Angus on loan for without paying a penny for his wages, then why wouldn't they? Mm. Um, so, you know, like I said. It, is there a tinge of regret? No, because I think the good times that we had at the club far outweigh anything that I could regret. So, you know, for me, I've only got good memories of, of Norwich as a football club. I still call it home. You know, my family still live there. I still I still call it home. So, for me, it's it's a place that I will always go back to and somewhere I, and the people there I will always respect. And, and you're in an interesting situation again this summer, aren't you? And you mentioned the business aspect of football there, but your contract expires. Is there any sort of update on that? Any idea of what sort of route you're, you you think you're going to take with that? No, no, there's um, no no update at all. Um, it's uh, it's something that obviously myself and, and the club need to sit down and talk about and discuss about what they see the best route for me and what I see the best route for me at this stage of my career but at the same time you know we've got a lot of games coming up um, whether I'm playing or not you know I have to make sure that I'm preparing myself well and making sure the lads are as well prepared as they can be going into the games as well you know we've got some big games so you know to disrupt that and to to make it anything other than what's coming up is would be massively well, just ridiculous for me, really. Mm. How do you reflect on, on this season from a personal perspective? Because obviously for the for the club, it's been a, a fantastic season. They obviously had a, a brilliant win in the Europa League last night, but you've sort of been limited in terms of the amount of football you can have, which is, as a goalkeeper, it's one of those positions, isn't it, where it's, it's incredibly difficult because you're either in favour or you're not. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've said before and I've gone on record as saying before that, you know, I'm not the only second choice goalkeeper that wants to play. Mm. Um, I'm sure if you spoke to anybody around the country who sat on the bench, it's the same thing. You know, Ralph Farman would, would probably expect to play a bit more football than he has done this year. But form and, and results and obviously at the end of the day, the manager's decision dictates what happens. And, you know, the manager's seen that uh, it's it's better for, for the club and for the team that Rui plays more games and you know I have to like I said I have to buy my time and make sure I'm as prepared as I can be as and when I'm called upon um, but like I said you ask every second choice keeper around the country and they want to play more games yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking ahead a little bit here, so I'm, I'm not wishing your career away at all. But uh, in, in terms of your plans for sort of post football, is it uh, similarly to perhaps what Russ Martin has done and, and down the coaching route, or, or do you actually see a future outside of the game? Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I'd like to do my coaching badges, but I've got no interest in being a manager at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, Russ is far braver than I ever would be to take on a job like that at the in in the in the situation that he's in, you know, it's obviously being very young and just coming out of the playing side of it. I think it's extremely brave and, you know, I'm really pleased to see him doing so well. Um, but yeah, for me, I think I've got a passion about goalkeeping. So if I was going to stay in the game, it would be probably more as a goalkeeper coach as opposed to a manager or, or a first team coach. I suppose that sets up my, my next question really is, 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 can you envisage a return from Norwich in, or a return to Norwich rather in that situation after your, after your playing days are up? <laughs> Look, that's, um, that's not my decision to make. Like I said, I, I call Norwich home and it will be home when I've retired. I'll be moving back there. But, um, you know, whatever happens within the club is if an opportunity arises and I've got the right qualifications for it and they see that I'm the right person for it, then obviously it's something that would interest me. Cool. Just a, a couple more from me. Um, Alex Tetty, obviously someone you know well, played with for, for a long time, recently got awarded a, a new contract, perhaps a, a bit of a surprise considering his age and, and equally uh, perhaps didn't he, well I think he's, he's gone on record and said he didn't expect to play as much this season. How, how pleased are you for him? Because he's, he's been written off a few times by a few different managers but he, he, keeps, he seems to keep coming back, doesn't he? He has and I'm delighted for Tetty. Um... He's a top man and, and a very underrated part of the team. Um, the, the work that he does, I think you've seen this season, obviously, the, in terms of a holding midfielder, there's not many better. Um, certainly at, at Norwich, there's none, none better than him in that position. And he's even filled in at centre-half this year. So, But he's looking he's looking better and he's looking fitter than he did when I was there. So I don't know what he's <laughs> doing. But, you know, last time I spoke to him, he thought he was retiring. Obviously, he's got a new lease of life and he's he's thoroughly enjoying his football. And um, like I said, I'm delighted for him because he's a top man. And Tim Krull, what, what are you what are your sort of thoughts on, on him this season? He's, he's interesting situation last year where perhaps struggled a little bit at the start of the championship season before really sort of coming through. And then you mentioned Ralph Fearman earlier on, but he, he was brought to the club to, to sort of push Tim a little bit. But he's, he's actually almost uh, nailed down that position of number one for Norwich now. So, so what are your thoughts on, on Tim Krull and what he's done this season? Uh, I think you're spot on. I think he's nailed it down. I think, obviously, Ralph coming in has given him that incentive to hold on to the shirt. And I think his performances has reflected that. Um, last season, people say he struggled at the start, but I think that was always going to be a case because of the lack of football he'd had for the two, three years previous to that. But, you know, you, you know what you're getting with Tim. And anybody who watched him when he was at Newcastle knows what a quality goalkeeper he is. Um, and I'm delighted for him as well to see that he's... He's progressed in the manner that he has. Um, 
and like you said, I think he's been one of the standout players of the season, regardless of the position that Norwich find themselves in. And then just just finally from me, uh, obviously Nor- Norwich. Have, I, I don't know how much you've you've seen of Norwich this season, but they've, they've certainly had the performances, but have, have perhaps lacked the results that, that they've deserved. Uh, what can they do to to ensure survival from from here on in? Um. Well, I think I was at the Liverpool game. Actually, I went to the Liverpool game and watched that and I thought they were very unlucky, played really well, um, but probably just lacked that little bit of cutting edge in the final third. Um, you know, I think obviously a lot of pressure has been put on Tame Puki for, for the goals that he scored earlier in the season. Um, I think him and Todd are the two standout goal scorers in the team. So, you know, it's never too late for other people to start chipping in and I think that's what they need to do from now until the end of the season, but starting after Sunday, ideally. Perfect, John. That's-